This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. Welcome back to the Village Church Q&A podcast 2.0. It's Friday, Michael, and we've got another question about social media. And are you ready for this question? <laughs> You're sitting there, I'm looking at you like, uh, I'm not sure he's ready for this question. Oh, I'm ready. I'm the one that resembles this question. And the question is, why are so many older people against digital Bibles? Can I tell you a story? Yes. Okay. So I was I was listening to the Moody Founders Week conference this okay. past year. And I went to Moody. I love Moody. Moody's mm-hmm. amazing. I love Moody Church. Yep, awesome. We both great. love Moody. Yep. Good, good, good. We're on the same page. And I, I, I won't say anybody's name. So Erwin Lutzer. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I won't say any name. Whom I love. Well, hear me clearly. I love. I, I, he is one of the most enamoring communicators. Oh, yes. Uh, yeah. You guys can manuscript and retain interest and sure. be so deep, especially on some of these larger pulpit platforms. This is a little aside. I know it's yeah. irrelevant. But like what happens when guys get larger platforms is you're able to say simple one-liners and in large groups psychologically they land with yes. much more weight mm-hmm. so like if i were to preach these sermons they'd be like oh that's all fluff and puff like there's no meat to it mm-hmm. larger preacher guys can get up and and give no meat and, and tell a story and everyone's like they're the best preacher ever that's right well erwin lutzer has never bought into that right okay he yeah. gives substance and it's helpful and it's it's he's just a great communicator he's a great preacher love the lord love his books etc but i do disagree with one thing he said and it actually irritated me Took me about six months to mm-hmm. get over it. So he opens up in Founders Week and he says, open up in your Bibles to whatever. And then he goes on this rant about digital Bibles. Oh. And if you've ever been to Founders Week, here's what you need to know. Founders Week has two audiences. In the stands of Moody Bible Institute, you have a lot of the students. Right. And that's what they sit. And the students are in their late teens and 20s, by and large. And then on the floor, you have alumni or people who come every year to hear different speakers. Mm-hmm. And by and large, the age of the audience is over 50 years old, by and large. On the floor, yes. On the floor. Mm-hmm. And Erwin Lutzer, who is, he's got to be in his 60s, I think. At least, yeah. yeah. He goes on this rant. And his rant is about this generation of digital Bibles. Uh, and, and all of a sudden, the like you just hear all these people applauding him. Yeah. Like, that's not a real Bible. Mm-hmm. I'm hearing this live on the radio, by the way. Right. And I'm imagining being in the room and thinking, how, how irrelevant and offensive do these people appear to maybe three, four, five, six, seven hundred kids right. sitting in the stands? Mm-hmm. And here you have this Who are leader. Who trying to study God's word totally, to, to present it. Literally giving their life away. Yeah. And here's this guy who's a stalwart of the faith. Like this amazing dude, doctrinally sound, changed. So many people have come to Christ. One of the right. best... Guys on apologetics, real time, live. I mean, unbelievable dude, right? Mm-hmm. Who I just have, I mean, he's going to go to heaven and Jesus is going to like reward the guy like crazy just for being <laughs> sweet. But I'm like, why would you use that platform yeah. to mock a digital Bible? So, yeah. U version, 200 million downloads as of right now. Wow. 2014, there were at 100 million downloads. Wow. Life Church mm-hmm. put that out yep. five years ago, something like that. That's incredible. That is 200 million Bibles given away. Right. Not only that, but it's interactive. So I get things on my YouVersion app. You know, this person read this Bible study. Do this Bible study with that person. Uh, let's read Bible, God's Word together. It's just a really neat interactive way of being in the Word of God mm-hmm. together. People are getting God's Word. So somehow there is this idea that if I'm turning a page and, and if I'm sitting in church and I hear the rustle of pages. Oh, have you not heard preachers say that? Oh, yeah. And Turn I, in your Bibles to such and such right. verse. I love to hear the rustle of God's word. Right. And you know what? That's adorable. Okay. 
you know what I want? I want God's word in people's minds and their hearts. That's what I want. And so here's what I think God knows. God knows that the word of God gets communicated verbally, Mm -hmm. right? Is that any less powerful or beautiful than the written word, right? I mean, when Jesus spoke, Mm -hmm. right, that was a powerful medium. So he has it written. Uh, He has the word of God in all these different mediums that are being given. And God's people are getting and absorbing his word in so many different ways. And I am irritated that anybody would condescend or mock a digital medium when, let me be clear to everybody listening, whether you agree with me or not, doesn't matter. (laughs) The digital platform of studying scripture allows the student to learn more, quicker, Quicker. better, and keep it forever and to hand it off for generations to come. Let me just share a little bit because I kind of fall into this older people older category. okay how older. old are you let's i will be 57 this year so you're 56 you're yeah. like a teenager <laughs> how old are you uh i'll be 16 in three weeks so you're 15 yeah, right okay good so i so when when i went to <laughs> when i came to faith in christ all oh. we had was paper bibles which is awesome so That's you should have gotten a paper bible so we got a paper bible That's what you should do i went through bible college all we had was paper bibles yeah. even back in those days as you should and books commentaries i've got a whole basement full of bookshelves with uh, books on it and everything. Yeah, going and, to our and offices, right? Yeah, going to our offices. You can paper. See. It's not that we dislike paper. I do. Yeah, I know you do. I don't like to write things. I, I remember I was working for a company back in the 90s and the guy said, we're going to be a paperless society and a paperless company in the next five years. Well, we still use paper, mm. but to the large degree, he was right. Yeah. Years ago, got Logos and I don't know how many translations of the Bible I have in Logos. I know oh. it's at least 50. Language acquisition, the yeah. ability to just acquire awesome and depth. And quickly jump from translation to translation to translation. Okay, how did someone translate this Greek word or this Hebrew word? How is it used in a sentence differently or similarly? Mm. It's a great tool, but... But. Two but, T's or one? One T. One, one T. T. I have about four Bibles at home that I use through through my... Christian life that I don't know if I've picked up in the last five years, probably. I haven't picked up a paper Bible right. on purpose. Yeah. This is this is the difference. <laughs> yeah, on purpose. But this is what is interesting. I have some of these Bibles and, and occasionally I'll open them up and I'll start looking through them and I'll see handwritten notes that I wrote. And one of the things that really amazed me, my grandparents, my dad's Uh, Mom and dad were strong Christians. When my grandmother passed away, my dad's mom passed away. My dad said, the only thing I want from her estate, the only thing I want is her Bible. And she had 50, 60 years of Mm -hmm. notes, sermon notes from different preachers throughout. That is the only thing I want from my dad is I want his Bible and my grandmother's Bible. I want to see how they processed God's word, how they thought about it, how they made personal notes in their Bible, like like I did for yeah. maybe 25, 30 years. Totally, yeah. That is something that is a legacy that you can pass down, and you really can't pass down a digital Bible. You, mm, I, I, I make, am. I make you, notes. Yeah. I make notes in my Bible and, and in Logos and in, in version. You can highlight things, and you can make notes or comments for yourself. I love doing that. I don't think a lot of older people, quote unquote, 
realize that you can do that, that you can actually make personal notes in the margin of your mm -hmm. digital Bible. Yep. So I'm not against paper not Bibles. All. In no, fact, the, no. re the reader's Bible is one Bible that it's, it has no verses and it's written sort of like a book, yeah. you know, and, and I'll, I'll and pick for the that listeners, up. Neither one yeah. of us are anti-paper Bible. No. I want to affirm something and clarify something. So I want to affirm for generations past, the Bible that your dad or your mom or your grandparents had that was written up, mm -hmm. it symbolized so much. Right. It's nostalgic. It's mm -hmm. memorabilia. It's a beautiful remembrance of their heart for God's word. Right. At the end of the day, those are valuable. But in a digital world, some of that stuff is going away. It's not happening as much. Right. In fact, barely at all anymore. Mm -hmm. If you're 35 or 40 and under, maybe 0.01% of believers are actually taking that kind of approach with their Bibles. So what's going to be happening is our relic, if you will, of a digital generation will be our digital Bibles. It will yeah. be our digital notes. Right. It will be a searchable and it will have masses of quantities of information because mm -hmm. we're not just writing tweetable one-liners. We're taking documents and pages of notes. I mean, for me, my kids, I'm a pastor, so it's a little different because I preach, but they'll have thousands of hours of audio right. and they'll have all my written content mm -hmm. that they can peruse and sure. search right. per verse per word or whatever and tag it. And In my generation, I went through the, my basement just the other day and I pulled out a file drawer mm -hmm. of all my sermons and all my teaching notes. My kids probably have never even seen those. My kids are, you know, yep. 29 and 30. They haven't seen my preaching notes, mm -hmm. but in a digital, in a digital world, they could not only see them, but mm -hmm. they could hear them because yep. they would be recorded and, and posted somewhere. And they can somewhere. use them. And use them. And build a sermon and say, my dad gave this sermon when he was 38 years old, right. and I want to share this sermon with you. Yeah. There is a transference that I think people aren't aware of, but I think bigger picture is I am young. I'm 37, which I'm young compared to a lot of people. And oh, teenagers think I'm ancient, so whatever. <laughs> um, but I grew up in a digital world to the point where one of our church's six cultural values is we are a digital, digital church. church. Yes. So hence we're on a digital platform yeah. and we're creating digital initiatives. And that's so important because if we are going to win the next generation, if we don't go after them on digital platforms, the church loses. Yeah, This is the medium. This is the method for antisocial introverts who stay in their rooms, mm -hmm. who don't leave their house, who only communicate in these realms, this is how you get into their life. Right. I don't know what the next revolution is or how my grandkids are going to initiate technology that totally transforms in every single feasible way how a human records their thoughts, connects with other people, and lives their lives right to the point where what if you're in some kind of virtual reality world and this becomes a new norm of church and church worship mm -hmm. now is virtual and people are worshiping in one church and they're all over the world and you don't have to go to church. You sit there, but it looks like you're actually talking to them face to face. You know, what if you have full body suits right. that allows you to give somebody a virtual hug? You feel it as if it's real. You mm. see them as it's real. But if you actually looked at them, they would be literally sitting in their family room, right? What if that becomes a new so that the community right. is actually happening in your brain, but mm -hmm. it's not having, you know what I mean? Like there are things you and I have no ethical, moral, philosophical, theological boundaries for what may come to deal with. We yeah. don't even know how to process them. And that's going to be hard, right? Right. I could see myself being the curmudgeon. <laughs> and one of the things that I think we fail to understand is what is it like for a depression generation? Right. To now be walking amongst the streets with grandkids of wealthy people 
who are entitled, who can't look up, mm -hmm. who can't shake somebody's hand and they have their face in a phone. Right. They're running into things. They break their leg because they trip over a, a thing because they're walking on, looking at the yeah, phone. You know right, what I mean? Like, right. what do you do as a generation when your handshake was everything, your word was your bond and you worked right. at 11 or 12 or 13 mm -hmm. years old? You know what I mean? So that like- That was the culture. I want to empathize. To me, I am so sad at how digital- technology, the digital world, and entitlement mm -hmm. from generation to generation, how all of these things have converged and created what feels like such a useless generation mm. socially. Yeah. That being said, that is a narrow, small picture of reality. That might at times feel like the big picture, but that's not. Um, there are a lot of really great human beings and functional kids and people doing amazing things mm -hmm. and serving hard. Yeah, sure. Unfortunately, I think if you're older, you're seeing a lot of that and it feels so heavy. Mm. And it is heavy. Don't get me wrong. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge transition to go. And, and the paper Bible is familiar. I preach on an iPad and yeah, I think our I people have gotten been used doing to that it. Too. Yeah. Yep. But it has allowed me to be a better, more clear, more helpful, more thorough communicator than if I just had a Bible and some notes or if I had a manuscript and yes. like turn pages. Mm -hmm. and, the question is, why are so many people against digital Bibles? They're not going to be able to make a biblical case for it. Yeah, I don't. You're not going to be able so to either. open up the Bible, like because if that's the case, then the fact that it's not on parchment and scrolls. I mean, right. we could have we had a whole generation that was that like, now. I can't believe you could just turn the page and it's there. Mm -hmm. And so that's obviously like the digital platform, isn't it? I think it's cultural. I think it's it's the unknown. There's a whole lot of junk that goes with this. Right. And, and even though Erwin Lutzer's comments annoyed me to death, I can empathize with him and say, I get it. But mm -hmm. just use your platform for better. And if you're older. Here's what I want you to just be excited about. If you see a kid on a digital Bible, absolutely, they can read their Bible and thank on God. Their phone, they can read their Bible on their computer. Yeah, everywhere yeah. they go. Yeah. All right, I want to invite everybody back next Monday. Um, all next week, we're going to be talking about pornography and the sex slave industry. We've yeah, had some questions sad. come in on that. Monday's question will be: Isn't porn a normal experience for individuals and couples? On uh, Wednesday, we're going to have couple people in and we're going to be asking them about the sex slave industry and how pornography is directly related to that. If you or somebody you know is addicted to pornography and uh, they don't think they're perpetuating the sex slave industry, mm -hmm. well, this will be a great podcast for you to come back. And I love the Friday episode. You know, how do I actually overcome a porn addiction? Yep. We're here to help and inform. So we really pray a blessing to you. Thanks. Thanks.